Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. If you need me, I want you to call me. I said if you need me, all you got to do is call me. Don't wait too long. If things go wrong, This week it's part two of a wonderfully insightful look into building our self-assurance with Carl Fays, host of the New Family series on Channel 10. Last week we looked back at the records in history which gave us a glimpse of the incredible self-assurance that Jesus had and how and why we can't really have his self-assurance because of his divine attributes, but we can strive to be as close to that as possible with a little divine help. Carl reminds us here as we pick up part two of the conversation. So if we're talking about confidence, Chris, that comes out of the fact that we're not Jesus, you know, we're, we're fallen, broken humans. But there's still, I think, a number of things to kind of learn and pick up on. And, and a few of these, I'd say, firstly, have an accurate knowledge of who you are as a person. Uh, read a book about why people make mistakes uh, by Helen Helen, And it, he does this brilliant piece about most of us have a very poor view of who we are in the, in the sense that it's inaccurate. And he goes on to say that the, the, the people have the best uh, view of their ability are weather reporters because within 24 hours they know whether they're right or they're wrong. <laughs> and, and, you know, you just think about that and he said, you know, where the quality or quantity of feedback is low, people have a very poor assessment of their abilities. And I, I would say, you know, it's actually helpful to work out, don't have, don't be oversure of yourself, but don't undersell yourself. What you want is an accurate view of yourself, and that will actually help you have confidence. Because yeah. in some ways you'll know what you're good at and you'll know what you're bad at, that's right. and that's okay. And in the process, you, for, for that to happen, you actually need to build some caring and robust relationships around you. You know, if you're married, your spouse is very good at that, you know, in the sense that as a male, having an honest wife, or a wife who have a husband that lovingly and caringly says, you know, mm. you don't look good in that. <laughs> it's actually really, really helpful. And mostly we don't have them. Mostly we we sort of, in the best case, we, we lie to each other, yes. you know. And and yes. I I don't and and they have to be caring relationships. But it's the whole idea about you know that that behaviour was not really good enough, or when you did that that really hurt, or. No, you're not good at doing that. And, and that's actually helpful because, again, it's the whole idea of having an accurate um, knowledge of who you are. And in, and in the process, it's kind of helpful to remember that whole idea that we're all ignorant just in different areas. And, and, and the trouble is uh, often, I mean, I work as a pastor in a church. I have to preach every week. And one of the problems with pastors who preach every week is we suddenly think we're competent at everything, you know, because people don't disagree with us and we're there sprouting off. And, you know, there are areas where I'm actually quite competent in my knowledge. You know, there are area, other areas that I know nothing, dog, bone, ignorant. And, it, you know, you shouldn't be hard on yourself if you're ignorant. Because you can't be competent in everything. And so it actually gives you permission. And I think that actually kind of rolls itself into a few other areas. You know, you give yourself permission not to be good at everything. Give yourself permission not to be right all the time. Give yourself permission that you make mistakes because, hey, we're not Jesus. That's the whole point. I think another thing is kind of in this whole process, especially for men, if I can just stick with men, but probably actually women suffer from it more, is overcome cultural expectations. Um, and if I can just go back to women, you know, the whole cultural expectation of, of image and how you look 
is huge for women. And you've got a high percentage of women, surveys show this all the time, who walk around feeling terrible about themselves, mm. basically because they're not size eight. Mm. Now, that, what a terrible thing. Mission Australia did a survey two years ago, biggest needs of youth across Australia, surveyed thousands of young Australians. The largest concern for boys and girls in all age brackets was body image. Now, what is that? It's cultural expectation. And you lose confidence in who you are just because you have a few extra pounds. I don't mean being morbidly obese. I just mean just being a bit not quite, you know... Mr. Front of Men's Health magazine, you know, you know, it's, it's, and I think that a lot of that's got to do with cultural expectations, but it's also in areas like accumulation. Don't drive the right car, don't live in the right house, don't live in the right suburb, don't have enough money, don't travel overseas. And all of a sudden you're feeling reduced as a human because you don't meet what? A list of accumulation goals. I, I think that's a pretty poor way of judging who we are. Mm. So wanting to look impressive in front of our peers. To overcome cultural expectations. I think in the middle of all of this, as those who seek to follow Jesus, it's the idea of recognising that you're forgiven and to forgive yourself. And, you know, it's the whole idea of Christian faith is it's, it's built on grace. We aren't good enough. We are forgiven. We do fail. Jesus has done it on the cross for us. That That's why he went to the cross. So we will fail in the midst of that. I don't, I don't mean doing the same thing over and over and over again. There's something there where we need to sort that out. But I mean, you know, just natural part of life is that we don't live up to our expectations. We don't live up to God's. But a, a Christian view is I'm, I'm forgiven. And, and perhaps the hardest thing is not just accepting that you're forgiven, but actually forgiving yourself. And you can actually carry that burden through the rest of your life, beating yourself up that you haven't been the person that you should have been. And you're right, you haven't. But hey, that's the point. That's okay. You know, we're, we're all broken. We're all, we're all kind of, you know, and to quote a friend of mine who said this, you know, one of the things to recognise in life is it's okay not to be okay. See, that's exactly it. Problem is, because we want to live up to cultural expectations, because we want to please other people, because we want to look good in front of everybody and we don't have honest, caring, robust relationships, life is just faking it. We're not who we actually are. And I think going through life, acting out a role of who we think we should be, rather than being authentically who we are, is actually a miserable way to live. It, because you, you're worried about being found out. You're worried about holding up this kind of picture. As a psychologist years ago who, who used the idea of a stage, and I, I talked about this in leadership, but it's true of every part of life, and he talked about this in life. He said, you know, life is a bit like a stage. There's a front of stage, what everybody sees, and there's the back of stage where all this other stuff happens. And life needs to be balanced between the two. And if, if the front of stage in our lives is just one big act uh, and the back of stage is a complete personal ethical disaster at some point the curtain will rip open and it'll be an almighty crash because the authentic you will eventually come out and that's an awful way to live so somehow it's dealing with with what it is to be authentically you. So in other words, find out your skills and gifts, find out what you're good at, get people around you to tell you what you're good at and grow in confidence in that. Forgive yourself for the things you don't get right and, and sort of build and grow who you are out of who God has authentically made you. If you need me, I want you to call me. Come
host of the new family series on Channel 10, with part two of our look at self-assurance. If you want a first-hand look at the extraordinary self-assurance, self-confidence that Jesus had, read the account from history where Jesus stood accused before the Roman and Galilean governors and the way he responded to these political giants. It's in the book of Luke, chapter 23. All you gotta do is call.